Live from the slightly twisted deck bar, it's the Poojee Podcast with Justin Lameen. The Poojee Podcast is proudly sponsored by Cimarron Golf Club, located in Jacksonville, Florida, off County Road 210, just west of St. John's Parkway. Happy to have this next guest join the show, uh, executive of player development down at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, uh, former offensive assistant for the Cleveland Browns, and a really cool guy to catch up with. Uh, met him a few years back up in Pittsburgh and happy to be reconnected with him. Uh, but anyways, thanks for being here, Carl, CC, Cornell. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. And uh, what's what's been going on with you recently? I know uh, you've spent some time up in Pittsburgh working in the casino there and uh, you've recently made a transition down here back to Florida. Um, how's everything been with the casinos? What's been going on, uh, I guess, amidst all this uh, coronavirus stuff? Phew. Well, hey, hey, thanks for having me on the show, first of all. Yeah, so I made the switch down here. I was at Rivers Casino Pittsburgh for the last uh, eight years. Uh, I was the manager of player development up in Pittsburgh. Uh, I trying, you know, I, as you know, I grew up in Duval County, 904, Jacksonville, Florida, so uh, looking for opportunity to come back down south. Um, kind of tired of them Pittsburgh winters, man. Cold, cold, cold. So uh, great opportunity presented itself down here in South Florida. Um, they pursued me years ago, uh, as well as other casinos. Um, so this was the best fit for me to come back here. But I've been here for five months. Um, PD exec down here. Uh, I deal with a lot of Northeast business to come and see me. Uh, but things have been crazy now with the coronavirus. Uh, we were the last casino to shut down. Uh, I work for the Seminole Tribe. So, you know, the casino sits on a reservation and they're little, they don't really have any rules. So, um, I don't know when we're going to be open, man. It's not looking real good right now with everything going on and uh, until they can contain the virus. So, hopefully they contain the virus. And once that happens, I'd give it a month or so. I'd say a month and a half or two months. I think things are going to be back to normal for everybody. And, and every industry, right now, every industry is being hurt by what's going on. Yeah, and I have to imagine, uh, obviously, within the casinos uh, being shut down, a lot of cash flow in those casinos, and specifically in a few states with uh, sports gambling uh, being legal in a few areas of the country. Uh, I guess take me through some of that, what your thoughts are. Uh, I know up in Pittsburgh uh, it was legal, uh, or it is legal currently, um, but – What's been the difference from, from there coming down to Florida with not having sports gambling? And what's your stance, I guess, on sports gambling or just your thoughts on, on what it could do for uh, the country and the casino game? Wow, sports, sports gaming is really huge. Uh, it's funny you said that. Uh, Pittsburgh did build a sports book, uh, Rivers Casino, Pittsburgh, excuse me. Um, and actually, it's, I've been in a lot of sports books in Nevada. It's probably one of the nicer ones. Uh, we had a lot of executives when I was there come from Vegas to check out our sports book or their sports book now, excuse me. But it's a very lucrative business. I think the state of Florida is missing out. So when I came there, they don't have sports book. There's no sports gaming in the state of Florida. Uh, when you go in these casinos around there, uh, there's no um, – they don't, they don't have no roulette or craps. Craps meaning dice. Um for those who gamble, you know what I'm talking about. So Florida's really different. Like there's some some casinos are race casinos down here that have horses and they have slot machines. But after the Seminole Tribe is the only casinos in Florida to have table games as far as blackjack, three card, all the carnival games. So if you go to any of one of our properties, uh, we have one up in Tampa, down in Immokalee, uh, Hollywood. 
or Coconut Creek used to be all table games. Uh, but as far as sports gaming, it, it's huge, man. State of Florida's missing out on that. I know our casino was doing like a million dollars a day take home up in Pittsburgh. And you've been to our property and seen it's right next to Heinz Field. You can throw, throw a rock outside and hit the football stadium. So once Florida figures that out, or whatever the stance is on that, I know they're voting on it. They've been voting on it from what I understand. Uh, it's going to be huge down there. There's a, there's a lot of money down here, a lot of gamblers. As you know, a lot of retirees come down here. Uh, you know, it would be – I think it would be lucrative for the state. It would help the state grow even more. Yeah, and you, you mentioned the location up in Pittsburgh, kind of right there in the sports complex right next to Heinz Field. And uh, had, had the, the fortunate pleasure of meeting you there a few years back um, when I was up there for a Jaguars game and uh, kind of got connected. You saw the uh, UCF logo on the shirt and said, what <laughs> What in the world is this logo doing in Pittsburgh? So uh, it, was, uh, it was really cool. But uh, I know your roots kind of start here in Florida. Um, take me back, I guess, to, uh, to where things began. Uh, you know, it was football something that you got into, um, you know, things like that with what you were looking to do okay. kind of as a profession. All right. Uh, well, I've been around football all of my life. Um, my dad was – my dad – actually, Bobby Bowden, funny story. I know you, we were talking Florida State earlier. Bobby Bowden uh, recruited my dad at WVU. Um, my dad was Bobby's first African-American recruit ever. So my dad's like in Bobby Bowden's book. So my dad's a four-time All-American at WVU, then – um, he got drafted by the Steelers in 1970 and played 13 years up in Canada. So I lived in Canada. I'm, actually, I'm Canadian. I'm Canadian-American. So I'm Canadian passport, American passport. So anyways, so with that, it was my dad playing. And, you know, my uncle's Romeo Cornell, who's been in the NFL for 40 years this year. Um, currently, he was a defense coordinator for the Texans. But he's just a head coach now. So this is his 40th year. Um, so that football was like beat into me as a kid. Um, of course, I like to play the game of football. Uh, I was fortunate I played at Orange Park. I was a linebacker. They called me Carl the Hitman Cornell, baby. Uh, played at Orange Park. Uh, they played at Robert Morris University, one double way in Pittsburgh. Played for Joe Watton. He used to be the head coach of the uh, New York Jets, and he was offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. As well, he was a former player, and I was coached by uh, a lot of ex-NFL guys. Funny you said that. So my, my, my dream, I mean, it wasn't really to play NFL football. Um, I wanted to have my own, TV, my own TV show was the, was the goal at first. Um, but I, so I started coaching when I was done playing. I started out with Joe. I coached for Joe for a while, for four years at Robert Morris. I coached at Duquesne, uh, Duquesne University there in Pittsburgh. Um, we had Lee Bond, who I coached at the Cleveland Browns, was at Duquesne at that time. Great DB to come out of there, play for the Patriots. Uh, so after Buchanan, I coached an arena for a while. Uh, was an area PA. It's actually the area invaders. Uh, then they got bought up by the Arena Football League. Funny story. So that league folded. Then I came down to Jacksonville, worked for the Jacksonville Tomcats at that time. Then went back to Duquesne. Then worked, coached at uh, West Virginia Tech, which was a D2. Uh, not powerhouse, but D2 school down in West Virginia. Worked for them for a while, then ended up going to the Cleveland Browns uh, for a couple years uh, as the offensive assistant working for my uncle at that time. So I was, you know, but it's different how guys in college and guys in the NFL is totally different because these, these young guys are trying to make it to the NFL. But, you know, let's be realistic. Only 1% of, maybe, you know, a couple guys out of each team have a shot to make it. You know, it's that tight of a network and 
it depends on who drafts you, um, what position you play. I think some positions, if you're an offensive lineman, you, if you can, you can run, you can run block and pass block. You got a good shot to make it in the NFL, as you see. Um, NFL short on linemen, but we're short on DBs. Can't get enough defensive backs to cover. So, as Jacksonville Jaguars probably already know without Jalen Ramsey, you know. So, <clears throat> but anyways, as far as my career, yeah. So I it just I want to have my own TV show. I did have a TV show in uh, Robert Morris University. It was called CC's Corner. I uh, did that for a couple of years just for fun. And after that, I got into coaching. Coached for a while and. It went well for, you know, 10, 12 years and got out of coaching. I had some different sales experience in different places. Then I jumped into the gaming industry. Uh, I got introduced to – my best friend lives out in Vegas. He's a VP out there, and some of his clients were casino guys. So I had a chance to meet some GMs while I was coaching, and they're like, hey, man, once you're done coaching, she jumped into the business. So that's kind of why I jumped into the gaming business. So uh, that's what I do now. So I, I develop people. I work with different type of players table players and slot players and uh, create that, that red carpet experience for them. It's like when I met you guys when you were in Pittsburgh, you know, create that, give you guys that wild moment. So yeah, uh, I, was, was I was just about to say that that moment in Pittsburgh when we ran into each other and uh, the, the restaurant was all booked up and you said, Hey, don't worry about it. You four come follow me. And you set us up right in front of a TV to watch that UCF game. So I was like, wow, man, this guy, does his job to the fullest extent that was amazing so uh definitely definitely do well with what you do and definitely a cool uh cool background you have going from from coaching in football or playing football coaching in football and now uh being in player development i guess for the uh for the casinos and everything so it's definitely a cool past um are you would you say you are a uh, jaguar fan by heart or do you have a little bit of a Steeler blood in you what would you say <laughs> it's funny because everybody asks me that question because I have all kind of gear because I, I spent some time with the Jaguars too in the personnel department. Um, actually, I mean, I root for the Jags because I'm from Jacksonville, but I have to root where my uncle's at. So I root for the Houston Texans, uh, which lately, you know, they don't, have any, they don't have any receivers, I don't think. After getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins, we won't even talk about DeAndre Hopkins. That wasn't... They, just, uh, they just traded for Brandon Cooks yesterday. So now they got Brandon Cooks really? from the Rams, yeah. What did they give away? Uh, I didn't see what the details were, but uh, I saw that the Texans traded for Brandon Cooks. So now they, uh, now they have Brandon Cooks. Well, I think, as you know, everybody in the country was on Bill O'Brien. I mean, he took some heat for that deal he did. Um, of course, you know, to each his own, uh, you know, could have been – I think some of it was contract, but a lot of it, I think, was personal, uh, as you can tell, because DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, hands down, classy guy. He's the Clemson guy. Him and Deshaun Watson were pretty tight. For, so for that deal to go down, man, that was – I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I, asked my uncle about, I asked my uncle about that situation. He wouldn't comment, so. Yeah. Would you say, uh, <laughs> I guess from your experience and, and with your uncle and everything, just from things that you've learned, would you say that those types of relationships between the front office and the players um, are really kind of what stunts a lot of – contract negotiations or is it a money thing what do you what do you think um kind of holds back players from signing these long-term deals or getting along well with, with some of the front office i think it's as far as the contracts and everything like that i think a lot of it has to do with the front office and the, it's the, like the situation like let's go back like when Michael was coaching with belichick um they wanted to win there you know they were building back when Drew Bledsoe was quarterback. If you remember back, 
because Drew Bledsoe got hurt in Pittsburgh, and that's when Tom Brady got his first go, and it was the second quarter when Drew Bledsoe got knocked out of the game, and the rest was history. So, like, the Belichicks, people want to play for the Patriots because they're winners. You know, they're trying to build winners, and that's what they create in the locker room. Not every team does that. So, of course, but, but now some of these guys are going to get the money. You know, these con- some of these contracts, and you know that as well as I know that, uh, these are some of the biggest contracts I've ever seen. And I'm sure anybody, any ex-NFL guy you've talked to, from Josh Scobie to Ben Coates, whoever it may be, they'll tell you the same, man. The contracts are through the roof. So that just goes to show you how much these organizations are really making. Yeah, and the, uh, the NFL has definitely changed a little bit from when your, from when your dad was in, in the NFL uh, shortly there back in the 70s. But uh, players used to be on teams their whole career. And then it wasn't until uh, maybe in the last 20, 25 years where free agency really kind of became um, a part of the offseason. Um, the contracts used to just get renewed. Um, there, weren't, there weren't thoughts about leaving and going to different cities. So uh, it is kind of interesting. Now you have these different cities kind of uh, courting players away from their current location to their you know, new destination. So what are your thoughts on, uh, I, guess, uh, I guess, a personal or a, a personally selfish question for me, uh, just because I'm interested in the topic, what are your thoughts on Tom Brady going from uh, New England down to Tampa? Uh, how do you think he's going to perform down there? Funny you said that about Tom Brady. Because I, I was a Drew Bledsoe fan. Let's go back to when, when people and I remember. Tom was uh, Drew Bledsoe's backup. And my uncle used to talk about Tom Brady, even as a backup, because, hey, when this kid gets a chance, he's going to be special. And I was like, all right. Well, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay. But – I think Tom, I mean, Tom Brady's an awesome quarterback, man. What he's done, no, no, I don't think no other quarterback will ever. Well, you know what? I won't say never because Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes has a chance to maybe catch Tom Brady as far as rings if he can stay healthy, you know, because I was up at that. I went up to the, the Texans and KC game, and I was excited. You know, we're up. And before you know it, man, they just came back out of nowhere. 21-point swing like that within a quarter. Um but as far as Brady, man, I think he made the right decision. Um, he did nothing in England. What are you going to do? He won six, been to nine Super Bowls, right? Won six out of nine. Um, he, was, he was underpaid, as we all know. He's always taking pay cuts that, to add the extra pieces to win the championship. So it's all about adding them extra pieces. And some teams can do that. Some, you know, these guys, some of these guys, the contracts are – they don't really care about the teams, about them. But – Patriots, they spread it out. They don't pay a lot of money for these guys, and they won. So it, it, it's proof of the proof is in the pudding. But Tom Brady's going to do well in Tampa. He has two good receivers, two good tight ends. Uh, they'll find a running back. Defense is decent. Uh, so I think he's going to do well down there. Who does, he, I think he has a, a point to prove because he's at Tampa. It's not about money for Tom Brady. You know, yeah. His wife has more money than anybody, so it's not even about that. So I think he's going to do well in Tampa. I think It'll be a good situation for him. Uh, he's with a great coach, Bruce Arians, who did coach for the Steelers for a long time, and he's in Arizona. He's a old, nice guy. Had a chance to meet an old school guy. So uh, I think he's in the right situation for sure. And I think uh, it, it's funny you mentioned that about having a point to prove. Um, you know, a lot of these guys get to the end of their career and make make these changes to uh, to kind of you know see if they still have it. And uh, I don't think there's any doubt that Tom Brady. Um, you know, is going to go out there and be a fierce competitor that everyone knows he is. But I think it's it's interesting. It seems like his whole career, um, as illustrious as it has been, um, there's never been a uh, a moment where it hasn't been, is it Belichick or is it Brady? 
Um, there's always been that question from when he got onto the team and, and, you know, he's been successful, but there's, there's always been this underlying question. So I guess if you are allowed to answer it or comfortable answering it, do you think it was Belichick or do you think it was more Brady? I think it was more, uh, I think it was a little bit of both. Cause if you, if you look back at all the New England Super Bowls and the great seasons, a lot of the, a lot of their wins were on defense, even when Romeo was there, to Eric Mangini's, to Matt Patricia, who is now a Detroit Lions head coach. Um, it's, I think a lot of it's been defense, but Tom Brady, he's a game – he knows how to manage the game. He's a game manager. You know, he's going to – he's not going to throw the picks like Jamin Winston do, you know, just throw the ball. He's not going to do that, you know, and um, there's, a, there's a difference. So um, – but, but, but you have to give Brady a lot of – respect if you go to some of the games some of the Super Bowls the fourth quarter drives am I right you know with five minutes left you know you give Tom Brady two minutes he might score a touchdown on you you know so it's a little bit of both you know and I think they both had a love-hate relationship you know personally that's just the way Bill Belichick is you know so yeah uh, but we'll see this year man you know Brady you know because uh, as you if you think back uh Belichick wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, remember that? Yeah. He wanted Jimmy Garoppolo, then they had to get rid of him because of, I guess, salary cap or other case. He didn't want Tom Brady anymore. So, mm-hmm. hey, it yet to, you know, I don't know. The Patriots still going to be a good team. Yeah, it seemed like it was a, a long time coming, I guess, uh, for the past four or five years with his way out the door, and it finally hit. And, and here we are. Now the NFC South has Tom Brady, Breeze, Matt Ryan. <laughs> And what would have been Cam Newton, maybe one of the best divisions as far as quarterbacks went. But obviously the Panthers decided to go another direction there. Um, so, so we'll see where Cam Newton lands. But, uh, I, again, thanks for being here. I know as a Jags fan, um, <laughs> Jags supporter that you are, uh, Tom Brady gave us enough hell in the playoffs. And the last, the last three playoff appearances by the Jags have all been ended by Tom Brady. Back in 2004, 2007, and 2017. So uh, the Patriots and Tom Brady definitely gave us enough to, uh, to worry about in our most recent playoff appearances. Um, but it's been great talking to you. And uh, anything else uh, anything else going on you'd want to touch base on? No, man. Hey, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm here anytime you want to talk. And I, have, I want you and your family to be safe. And I hope everybody out there is being safe, practicing that social distancing. Same to you, CC. And, and again, thanks for being here. And we'll have to catch up again soon. And if I'm ever down that way or you're ever up this way, uh, definitely reach out. We'll have to connect. All right. I will, man. Hey, thanks again. Hey, take care, man. Be safe. Thank you, you so much. Take care, man. Be sure to follow our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming services, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out unique video elements for each interview.